102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Today is our big election day special. That's election with an L, right? Not an R. Yes, you're right. It's our election day special. Ten bucks says I can make it move. And ever you're know. on. And if you uh, can, all right. Fish dinner on me. Did you see the shirt he was wearing yesterday? Uh, I did. I did. They uh, think they can buy us for ten dollars and a fish sandwich. See, now it's a sandwich. What happened to the dinner? I don't know. Yeah, you could have a sandwich for dinner, but uh, I'm not so sure the shirt quite is understanding what's really going on here. I don't think he understands what's going on either. I was actually kind of curious as to why he was wearing that shirt. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of that in our big uh, election 2023 special. No, we won't. Sure we will, Steve. It's the biggest day in the in the city's history. Yeah, tomorrow's the day, though. That's when everybody kind of celebrates. We'll do a we'll do a round of Am I the A Hole today too. There's a pregnant woman not allowed to a wedding. We're gonna find out all about that. You know, I got a buddy. I know you do, and that's why we're doing it. It's five thirty six at Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, I like how when you try to click on this thing, all of a sudden it says, can you verify your information to let us know it's you? Why didn't <laughs> Why didn't the computer ask me this 15 minutes ago when I logged into it? I don't know. Well, Did you do something in the first 15 minutes that may have been unusual? I logged on. I guess that's uh, mm. that's really what you aren't supposed to do. Anyway, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, says the first thing you should do in the morning is some kind of physical activity. Quote, don't think when you get up because stupid stuff comes into your mind and negative stuff. Does going to the bathroom constitute physical activity? I believe that's uh, that could be a strain on some people. Yeah, sure. I mean, today I walked to the coffee maker, turned on the coffee maker, then walked to the bathroom. That is physical activity. And then when I got out of the bathroom, I went to the coffee maker, grabbed myself some coffee, so I did a couple of reps. I think you did fine there. Always do physical activity to get your day going. I feel great. I'm sure you do. That's a, that's a hard lifting up. What is that, a pound and a half coffee mug <sighs> with yeah, the coffee in it? Probably, but right. you know, the actual you know, coffee uh, you know, carafe under the uh, thing, that, that was uh, probably a pound and a half. Yeah, I lifted a big bong the other day. That really? Was, that, was, that was pretty. To your mouth? I can, yeah, I can deadlift. Uh, I can deadlift five pounds, right off the floor. Imagine that. I'll tell you what, it shows. Jimmy Kimmel will announce People Magazine's sexiest man alive for 2023 on his show tonight. Until then, here are the sexiest man alive fun facts. You ready? Sure. Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Johnny Depp, and Richard Gere are all two-time winners. Hmm. People didn't give out the award in 1994, so in 2015 it was retroactively given to Keanu Reeves. That's not right. Why didn't they give it out in 1994? See, that's the fact I want to know. You tell me that fact, I don't care. I just want to know why you didn't do it. Now, are you going to stay up late uh, to see if your name is on the list this year? No, it's not on the list. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm on another list that uh, nobody knows about. Is it a list or is it more like a registry? It's more, but yeah, it's kind of like that. Kind of like that. 
Everybody in the neighborhood knows. <laughs> there was flyers that went out when I moved in. <laughs> it's like that's how look how popular yeah, I am. Yeah, it's like the welcome wagon. Yeah. How, how does somebody not know who you are? <laughs> so far, Sean Connery is the oldest recipient. He was 59 when he won it back in 1989. Tom oh, I still got a chance then. Tom Cruise. Yeah, you do. Tom Cruise is the youngest. He was 27 when he was awarded it in 1990. 1988 honoree John F. Kennedy Jr. is one of the only two non-entertainers to win Sexiest Man Alive. David Beckham was the other one on the 2015 list. He is a dreamboat. Along with Keanu Reeves, apparently, for making up for 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1993, Cindy Crawford and Richard Gere were named Sexiest Couple of the Year. It's the only time that ever happened. Hard to deny that. He uh, is a snack, that kept that fella. And then in 1994, uh, Vet Magazine had Richard Gere and a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> These little peekaboo shots. Yeah, little peekaboo. Yeah, yeah, who, yeah cuddled little, up on the bed little, and all that little stuff. Little gerbil poking mm-hmm. his nose. And, uh... It was on the South for Lemmy Winks on South Park. <laughs> Lemmy Winks. Uh, in 2014, Kate Upton became people's only sexiest woman alive. That year's sexiest man was Chris Hemsworth. So we're going to have to wait to find out on Jimmy Kimmel tonight who the real winner is uh, this, this year. I've never been more excited about something in my life. Uh, some of the biggest celebrity unfollows of the year. We actually, uh, we're doing that. Okay. It's it's time to follow the unfollows. Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns unfollowed his ex Kendall Jenner in February after she was seen with Bad Bunny. Kendall then unfollowed Devin. Why must love be so complicated? Just because you unfollowed somebody doesn't mean you can't see the things that they have, especially these celebrities who have everything public. True. What, so what's the point of not following someone? Well, I, I don't know. I guess, uh, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes, depending on your settings, you may accidentally mm-hmm. be blocked from sharing any information. Yeah. Also in February, Kelsey, uh, Kelsey Ballerini unfollowed her ex-husband, Morgan Evans. Mm-hmm. Back in April, Joe Alwyn lost a bunch of celebrity followers after he and Taylor Swift broke up. Defectors include Ryan Reynolds, Gigi Hadid, and the Haim Girls. Uh, he was like some jerk or something like that. I think she was dating a guy. I don't know. Imagine that. Gigi responded to Selena's unfollow with one of her own. Last month, after breaking up with Joe Jonas, Sophia Turner unfollowed Nick Jonas's wife, Priyanka Chopra. She uh, unfollowed Sophie right back. This is like this is like middle school. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know how you are on your socials, but I don't spite cancel anybody. No, you know what it is though? I've I've noticed people who have dropped off mine because of something I've said or done. Really? Yeah. Because they don't agree with me. I don't usually do it out of spite. I usually do it after someone dies because it's not like they're going to have any updates. And then two, I usually uh, <laughs> if, if they're like, they, if I find out they're like a, a bot, they're totally inactive. I had, a, I had a girl from my high school Probably I don't know, like eight nine years ago. Yeah, I I just did one of those like batch happy birthdays HBDs I do on mm-hmm. people's pages, and then somebody informed me, uh, dude, she died like two years ago in a in a car accident. And I was like, oh. all the more reason to buy a cake. I was like, well, there you go. That just freed up another friend on my friends list. Uh, Isn't it like a like a rewarding thing when you see when you see one of your Facebook friends that says remembering this person? You're like, oh, thank God, I can free up another person out of that five thousand max one. 
That's what I did to my wife's. I was like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to unfollow her. I can't do well. What was she not posting anything? Unless I do She's it. not responding to any of mine. Right. But yeah, there, I guess it does happen in real life. I'm unfollowing people. But nobody's talking about it. That's the difference. No. Uh, Jennifer Aniston has been hit particularly hard by Matthew Perry's death, and friends are worried. A source says, quote, she still hasn't fully regained her footing from her father's death last year, and now this has just completely knocked her off her feet. I can imagine that's, uh, you know, you work with somebody for that many years together mm-hmm. and closely every day. Yeah. And then you probably talk to them quite a bit, too. That's got to suck. I don't have any uh, any experience in anything like that. No. Well, people are still alive and well. That's, that's <laughs> I know, but even still. Apparently, uh, one unnamed fashion designer didn't want to dress Kim Kardashian because of her cheesy past on reality TV. Really? Mm-hmm. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I got this cheesy was when Ray J knuckle bumped the oatmeal in that sex tape that you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. I call it the Quaker Shaker. <laughs> Uh, Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had a between a cheese sandwich with mayo. <laughs> munched on some tuna noodle cobbler. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say was like dipping a ham sandwich in blue cheese. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like a queez nose. <laughs> Get a little queasy when you think, but mmm, toasty. <laughs> 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 That's your Hollywood treasure. We're going to do that. Now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, riddle me this. Remember during Sunday's Patriots game, where you quietly said to yourself, this team sucks. And you remember when you followed up that by saying, Mac Jones sucks too. Well, you weren't alone. Every person throughout the six-state New England region watching that game was saying the very same thing as the Patriots lost to the Washington Commanders 2017. But you know what else a lot of other people were saying? How come we couldn't have a quarterback like Houston C.J. Stroud instead? Well, that's a fair question, but the answer is simple. The Patriots would never have drafted a guy like that. And yet, the kid was a beast on Sunday with five touchdown passes against Tampa. Plus, he broke the single-game NFL rookie record with 470 passing yards in a single game. Whereas, Mac Jones would have to play nearly two and a half games to come up with half that amount. And yet, he's still the Patriots' starting quarterback. Interestingly enough, when C.J. Stroud was drafted this year, there were many who were concerned the kid might not might be bright enough to play in the NFL level. In fact, according to reports, Stroud scored terribly on his S2 cognition test just before getting drafted. The S2 is a test which allegedly measures the speed at which somebody can process available data and then make proper decisions. His score had him listed somewhere between being a mouth-breathing idiot and a window-licking moron. And yet... He found the end zone five times on Sunday, whereas Mac Jones, who allegedly has an incredibly high football IQ score, threw a disastrous fourth quarter interception with 30 seconds left to go. Listen, folks, I'm no expert on how to draft quality football players, but in a side-by-side comparison, the Houston Texans are a substantially more impressive football team than the Patriots are right now. They also have a significantly more effective rookie quarterback than the alleged veteran who threw away a chance to get into field goal range with seconds left in the clock. 
Who's the bigger window-looking moron now? It certainly ain't the guy who couldn't pass the pass the cognition test before he was drafted. It might just be the Patriots' former number one draft pick who's not exactly blowing anyone's socks off right now. But hey, never mind yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The essential fall cleanup tools, you gotta go to Rocky's. Get a rake, pruners, a blower, get a chainsaw. Maybe you need new gloves. Fall cleanup happens faster and easier with the right gear. You can get it all right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. And the Black Crows are back and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, it's a uh, it's election central election here on Rock 102. Day. You know, with the, uh, with the polls just barely open, the results right now show a draw in every race. Zero to zero. Yes. Well, could, uh, could change later in the day. We'll uh, have all the latest updates and information when we get it. Dom Dom, Long Justin Silver, <laughs> smash! It's a head-on-head competition. Did you see Justin uh, Hurst's uh, sweatshirt yesterday? I did see that shirt. It said, uh, they think we can be bought for $10 in a fish sandwich. Now, here, here we go again with the details. First, it was a fish dinner. Now, it's just a fish sandwich. Why can't a fish sandwich be your dinner? Uh, I guess it could be, but that's not really a dinner. I mean, it cheapens the uh, the exchange, frankly. I mean, uh, when I think of fish dinner, I'm thinking like uh, you know, coleslaw, large, chips, you know, chips, uh, fries, uh, maybe uh, maybe some uh, dinner rolls, uh, yeah. lots of tartar sauce. Yeah, I didn't. I don't see anything of that nature being offered. Just the sandwich. Now, meanwhile, Dom Dom, yeah, I got a bunch of fist sandwiches over here. <laughs> you hear what I said? Not fish. fish. Fist. Fist. Yeah, yes. no, yeah, I hear yeah, yeah. you. I hear you. I had a teacher say that to me once when I was in fifth grade. That he has a fist she, sandwich? She. She? Yeah, she. Had a fist, yeah. a fist her name, sandwich? Her name was Mrs. Sedol, and she was a very, very tough, tough woman. Yeah. And she said, if you don't listen to me, I'm going to give you a fist sandwich. Not a fish, a fist. Wouldn't that constitute as a th- uh, uh, a threat of violence? It was a Catholic school. Nobody really follows the rules, you know. I suppose. You know, I uh, listen. I, how you vote today yeah. is really your business. I'm not yeah. trying to sway anybody here. I just know that, you know, when it comes to things like, uh, like PR nightmares, mm-hmm. you know, public relations crisis, uh, that typically it would be best to, to try to distance yourself from whatever is being alleged well i guess but if you feel like you didn't do anything wrong why should you distance yourself i get it i understand it but i also think there are ways to maybe hurt your point as opposed to address ways of managing through this crisis so for example let's just say i'm justin hurst mm-hmm. i'm not but if i were Let's say this would be my approach. I would probably say, uh, you know, at a press conference, look, uh, this person with the $10 bills uh, acted on his own. This was not a thing that was sanctioned by my campaign. Uh, We have now distanced ourselves from this individual. We obviously didn't do a, a good enough job vetting him. This was the act of an individual, not an act of my campaign. That might have been enough. Okay. 
Instead, what Justin seemed to do was kind of double down on going after Dom Sarno and saying this is a smear campaign rather than say, listen, we had nothing to do with this and this was all individualistic done by a rogue member of uh, of the campaign. I just think that would have been a better, easier way to go. I also probably wouldn't have put on the sweatshirt even if I felt like that was the truth. You still got the video. You didn't address what went on in the video. You didn't really talk about what this is all about. You really just said who else is to blame, and I just don't think that's... If I were managing that campaign, that would not be the approach I would have suggested. Uh, well, uh, but you're not managing the Nobody campaign. asks me. Well, I mean, they should. They really should because you seem like you have a little grasp on uh, smoothing things over when things oh, get heated. I could smooth a silk sheet. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, by the way, how is incumbent spelled? I'm reading this on 22. Um, How do you spell incumbent? I, can I look it up? Mm-hmm. Sure, go ahead. Because uh, if I because I did it up in the um, yeah, uh, I N C U M B E N T. I thought not uh, I N C C U M B E N T. It's like they're incumbent. It's like they're stuttering when they're writing now too. Yeah, well, that's not right. The incumbent Dom Sardo. Yeah, you should you should have been you should have stepped in and and said I'm taking over this campaign. Listen, you know? we need to revamp everything. You need to go out there and say I don't know this guy. I know this guy, but I don't know this guy. Right, Steve. You know, I, I, I you may not uh, believe this, but there have been a couple of times when I've had the conversation with a uh, political insider, uh, a couple of them, in fact, and we would talk politics and. On occasion, I would hear someone say, never thought of that before. And I take that as someone who is uh, acknowledging that maybe I have an important uh, point of view here. Maybe what I have to say uh, would have some relevance in a situation like this. Well, nobody uh, nobody wants to pay attention to you, though. They think you're just this radio guy. They don't uh, they don't know that oh. you have all the smarts to handle a hard, hard hot PR situation like this. I, I'm so much more than that. I'm so much more three-dimensional. Uh, in Hamden County, three uh, current mayors are looking to keep their positions. Incumbent Dom Sarno, we just talked about that. Longest-serving mayor of the city will be uh, defending his seat against Justin Hurst in the city of Chicopee, Mayor John View is being challenged by City Councilor uh, Del Marina Lopez. In Westfield, Mayor Michael McCabe is also defending his position against Westfield City Councilor Kristen Mello. Mello yellow. Have you ever been mellow? I've never been mellow. Hmm. No. Uh, also in Hamden County, Christopher Johnson, the first mayor of Agawam, is looking to fill that seat again up against uh, City Councilor Cecilia Calabrese. Oh, the other guy already got his name on a building. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to run again. <laughs> well, he was retiring anyway, so they, you know, they. That's why they went after the building name. Uh, I still find that kind of a little egregious on yourself. You know, like, oh, I'm going to name this school after me. You know what? I've done a lot around here. I've done quite a bit, and I'm having this school named after me. <laughs> and listen, when I when I we're going to vote on this when nobody's around. When I retire uh, in 2,800 and some odd days, 
Uh, I don't really want anything named after me, and I'm not going to pursue anything named after me. You don't want me. the Mike Baxendale Studios at Rock 102? For good God, no. Yeah. No, I don't. Because once I'm gone, yeah, I'm going to be out of everyone's mind pretty damn quick. Uh, I, no, I don't know about that. Oh, I, I can see it already. No, come on. Please. Uh, no, no. People will be like, Where, where'd he go? Where'd that guy go? Yeah, one day he was on the air, yeah. the next day he wasn't. What happened? It's not going to be the same. Yeah, I'm going to be fielding phone calls left and right. What happened to that other guy? And I'll be like, which guy? <laughs> There's three of them now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, you, you got to go out and you got, you got to, you got to vote today. That's the only way that you're going to, uh, you're going to. You're gonna change, make the change the world, I guess. Uh, East Lomito votes in a high school today. That's yeah. that's another big one. By the way, they've reduced their uh, their tax bill. Really? Yeah, it's only going to be like eight hundred and sixty-seven dollars extra per year per per resident. Oh well, then that's reasonable. Yeah, that'll oh. be that'll go along fine with the uh, the ten to twelve thousand dollars that many people are already paying. There are they're on the hook for only nineteen million for the high school. Oh, the rest that's... of it's being made up by grants and and funds and all that other good stuff. So. Hey, things are happening around here. Oh, progress you, is being made. You can feel it, Steve. The whole area is a uh, completely electric. Elections are being stolen. It's 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 great. No, I don't know if they are being stolen or not, but uh, we'll we'll have uh, there's people investigating that to see if it is. Who's providing the fish sandwich? That's what I want to know. I there's so many more details to this fish sandwich thing. First, it was a fish dinner. Now it's a sandwich. I mean, is it a fishamajig at Friendlies? Is it the uh, what's the the fillet of fish at McDonald's? Yeah, I don't know who's got the best fish sandwich around as far as fast food goes. I don't know, but uh, something tells me there's a big survey about to happen. Where right. would you go for your fish sandwich? Where do you want to go for your fish sandwich? Two nine three one zero two one. What's your best fish sandwich What's your story? Best fish sandwich story. <laughs> Phones are open. <laughs> We're gonna get you on the line. Oh, if you know what I'm saying. we'll have you hook, line, and sinker oh, on that one. Yeah, here you go. It's six twenty one with Bax and Nagle on Rock one zero two. How does it feel to be part of coverage that cares? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 629 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Do you want to laugh? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Let's let's, uh, let's, let's do that. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's Classic Rock. So a redhead, a blonde, and a brunette. Yes. Escape from jail and hide in a barn. Okay. And the cops are closing in. So the three women each hide in a sack. And the police search the barn to check each sack. A police officer kicks it as he walks past. And the officer kicks the redhead sack. And the redhead says, meow. <laughs> and the officer kicks the brunette sack. And the brunette says, woo, woo. All right. Okay. And then the officer kicks the blonde sack. And the blonde shouts, potatoes. Get it? Yeah, get it. Because she couldn't. Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't uh, think of but an animal to up, disguise yeah. herself. As. Yeah, that's no, very. You smart. know, they all got caught, <laughs> and they all got brought back to jail. It's hard to believe. And now they're never getting out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So who's really the dumb one? Yeah, right. They're, they're, all, all, they're dumb. all dumb. They're all dumb. You know why? Because they're broads. That's why. That's the truth. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock One Hundred Six Thirty Three. 
With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. More than 220 pounds of suspected drugs were recently seized by a gang task force in Massachusetts in what the FBI says is believed to be among the biggest ever drug busts in a single location in New England. That's so weird. I was just I just lost 200 pounds of illegal narcotics. Isn't that uh, crazy? I couldn't remember where I put it. Turns out it was right there all along. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, 228 pounds of drugs consisted of more than 10 million doses. With a street value of $8 million, the drugs were seized in Lynn last Wednesday. The FBI said that some of the drugs seized include fentanyl, laced pills shaped to resemble heart-shaped Valentine's Day candy. Oh, so cute. Oh, like a little, 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 those little heart things? Yeah, it a, and it has messages on it like heart stopper. Yeah, like love you. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're not a naloxone. <laughs> the uh, search warrant stemmed from an investigation into an overdose death in Salem in July of 2023. The suspect, 25-year-old Amelia Garcia of Lynn, was surveilled by officers for three months. Garcia and another suspect, 33-year-old Sebastian Bain of Lynn, had been charged with conspiracy to distribute controlled substances and possess, possess controlled substances with intent to distribute and uh, other charges. Also arrested was 40-year-old D.B. Felix of Lynn, who has been uh, charged with one count of uh, possession of controlled substances with intent to distribute and the following drugs were received uh, were seized from four locations in Lynn, which included the basement of a two-family home occupied by multiple families and small children. You ready? Yes. More than 10 kilograms of white powder and rock-like substances, which field tested positive for methamphetamine and cocaine base. Okay. More than 17 kilos of suspected raw methamphetamine, which equates to approximately more than 3.5 million individual doses. Approximately 280,000 counterfeit Percocet pills believed to contain fentanyl, uh, weighing 28 kilograms, with a street value in the range of $1.4 million to over $7 million. More than 27 kilograms of counterfeit Adder- outer Adderall uh, pills believed to contain meth, uh, approximately 1.8 kilograms of brown rock and powder-like substances, which tested positive for cocaine, fentanyl, and methamphetamine, this quantity of fentanyl equates to 900,000 individual doses. And five firearms were also seized, but they're fighting that one. See, but you sure this wasn't just for individual use? That's what I'm saying. What if this guy was just having a big party? A party that maybe had like, I don't know, say like 30, 40,000 people? Maybe he just sold off a bunch of real estate uh, with a bunch of liquor licenses that needed to be uh Dude, and, and, and now you're having a big party. Anything is possible. And you're seeing motoring. <laughs> you're wearing a bathrobe. Right. Uh, the only thing more depraved than trafficking deadly fentanyl is trafficking deadly fentanyl designed to look like candy to appeal to teenagers, said Attorney General Merrick Garland. The Justice Department is focused on attacking every link in the global fentanyl trafficking chain. Candy. I kind of like that idea. No, actually, it's a really bad idea. Is Steve. it really? Yeah, it really. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a, ba- a picture of it right there, like a, uh, everything in, all bagged up. It's a lot of. Am I crazy? Or is that a lot of oh, heart shaped pills? Like Dippin' Dots, the part, the ice cream of the future, <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't that look like the the, the pink stuff? Yeah, Although yeah, it they, does. God bless it. That is that is a that's a big fat hole. Is what that is. It is, but that candy, that's not. I guess if you zoom in on it, they look like hearts, right? Yeah, no, they're shaped like hearts. Sweethearts candy, but no messages on them. Yeah. 
like you know last loved, one last one last yeah. one uh you know you know you know jardians may uh, you know promote uh, you know infection of the perineum that would be a yeah. good message on one of those things have you have your are your affairs in order <laughs> that's what you need that's what you need to ask i i would have like an attorney's number on one of those hearts just uh, in case yeah i would uh, i you might want to put uh, the the number for the the drug place up there too the rehab yeah, that would be good. Get yourself on there. Uh, Eighty Massachusetts communities will compete. Uh, will complete elections today with uh, several choosing new mayors during a cycle that usually produces lower turnout due to the lack of big name up ballot federal or statewide races. So there's nobody big on the ballot, so nobody's really going to come out. Oh, I'm going to guess that like, uh, there'll be a decent turnout in like Springfield, for example, where there are a lot of people who want to voice their opinion. Oh, I'm sure, but uh, it's not as big as they like to see in like a presidential year no of course not you know you're never going to get that but if like a, a normal mayoral election would like draw in say like 12 percent of registered voters right i would think that this one could get as much as 14 or 15 percent uh 15 maybe 16 maybe well i don't know i don't get you know too optimistic Though most votes will be cast for municipal leaders, there's also a special Senate election in Central Mass where voters in 22 communities will vote who to replace former Senator Ann Gobi who resigned in early June to become the state's director of rural affairs. The election could uh, inflate the Senate pub Republican caucus from three to four members of Republican Rep. Peter Durant of Spencer defeats Representative Jonathan Zlotnick, mm. a Gardner Democrat who has a chance to gain to give uh, Democrats 37 out of 40 Senate seats. You're a big fan of the big caucus, aren't you? I love the big caucus. I... I uh, there's nothing more than I like than a nice big caucus yeah. on a Tuesday. Yeah, right. Caucuses left and right. Caucuses as far as the eye can see. I'll shove a caucus right in your face. Really? Yeah. Would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get any, get any on me. It, well, you. Did you ever go? You ever go to the caucus in uh, in Yarmouth? Uh, no. I've usually uh, tried to avoid that. Was that at the uh, what is that hotel? Uh, the Camelot the Inn. The Camelot Inn. Yes. In Yarmouth, you never That's had a caucus there. They don't celebrate caucuses. Now when I now when I pull up to the door, wow. the front door, Gi giant caucuses everywhere. Oh, you'll find them there. Uh, and they go on to say Worcester and Gardner, but the big race here is in Springfield between Dom Dom and Hearst. That's uh, that's where that's where my money's going. Of being like a fireworks type show. Yeah, well, I mean, there's more controversy surrounding this election than there was, say, like I don't know, a week and a half ago. Well, it was nice and quiet until the Grucci brothers came in here and started banging stuff up. <laughs> They're bringing the food truck, fish sandwich food truck with them this time. That's what happens. That, you know, listen, I love a fish sandwich like anybody else. You want to buy my vote? Tell me where that fish sandwich is coming from. I would like to know that too. But, uh, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything about the fish. That was the one thing we don't know about. Which is unfortunate because that was the uh, the number one thing on my mind. Uh, here's uh, 22 News uh, asking you some really uh, important news. Halloween is coming gone, but what do you need to do with carved pumpkins? Tell me they didn't turn this into a news story. Every year, thousands of pumpkins get tossed in the trash and end up in landfills, according to Better Homes and Gardens. But there are plenty of ways to recycle your Halloween pumpkins. To make room for the next holiday's decorations at your home, try these recycling ideas. Eat them. You can bake them in a pie. 
I'm going to eat a jack-o'-lantern that's been sitting out in my front yard for you, two weeks? It says you can always bring any clean, uncar- oh, uncarved pumpkins to the kitchen. Oh, that, see, yeah, they that's... started the thing out with uh, with carved pumpkins. Some varieties like Jarradale, Hubbard, and Pie pumpkins are grown for eating, so they have naturally sweet, smooth flesh. And maybe sure. What about the herpy pumpkins? What do those taste like? I got you, like you two wanna, of those. Don't want to put those in your mouth, I not without they, protection. I think they're starting to rot, too. The bottoms are getting a little soggy. I think it's time to get rid of them. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm trying to find out where I recycle them. Pass along your pumpkins. See if you can donate your pumpkins to zoos, animal shelters, farms, or community gardens. I'm not doing that. Actually, there's a few people in my town who have animals, like farm animals. Yeah. They ask for the goat. You know, the goats can eat the pumpkins. Well, then there's a good use of the pumpkin. Come get the pumpkin. You know, a couple of years ago, purely out of uh, scientific curiosity, I left my uh, my jack o' lantern pumpkin mm-hmm. right there on the uh, on the uh, in the front yard just to see what would happen to it over like a period of time. And really thought about taking like time lapse photography to to show how it decays over a period of weeks. Now, tell me tr- tell me the truth. Yeah, did you leave it there for a scientific experiment, or did you just keep walking by it every day, going, hmm, "Let's see what happens to that now." Well, I feel like you know bending over and picking it up. <sighs> To the untrained eye, you might think that's exactly what yeah. I did. But I'm telling you right now, this was about science. I'm a man of science, Steve. Science! And I, right. And I want to make sure that uh, you know, that nature and uh, <clears throat> and the pumpkin, you know, uh, coalesced to break, uh, to break this down into a good composting pile of sludge for the animals. Oh, yeah. I can see where that uh, mm. people might have that perception of you that you're being lazy. But you're not. I'm not. I'm yeah. purely conducting science. Science. You can feed birds with your pumpkins. Turn your Halloween pumpkin into a bird feeder. Just call a, cut a pumpkin in half horizontally and then empty the cavity and fill it with bird seed. All right. All right. Empty the cavity. You know, you can also, uh, you know, chop it up into, you know, big, you know, smaller chunks and let the deer eat them. Really? I think so. Create compost. Because they're watery, they decompose quickly, but it'll go even faster if you break them apart. Remember to remove the seeds first so your gourds don't root in the pile. Didn't I tell you about my dog doing this a few years ago? About five years ago? Ate the pumpkin. Mm -hmm. He ate a little tiny pumpkin. Sure. And then he pooped out the seeds. And then a year later, there was pumpkins growing exactly where he uh, dropped dropped his stuff. Well, they were well fertilized. Well fertilized. You could have had a pumpkin patch over there. But think about how many things you eat in the world that have been decomposed by another animal. That's kind of gross. Well, there's that uh, there's that coffee that the that's uh, made in the world that uh, the beans are digested by cats before they're roasted and made into coffee. Oh, isn't it like it was? It's like I thought it was beetles. Wasn't it like no, dung or I don't know? No, 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 no. It's uh, it's cats. Cats digest these beans, and those beans are then later used to make coffee. And apparently, it's uh, it's delicious. Did you, you ever have you, a chocolate surprise from your pussy cat? That you, might mean your pussy cat is not functioning properly. One lump or two. <laughs> oh, three or four. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 65 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah.
Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651 and the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I'm just uh, putting up a little picture on our Facebook page. Okay. Somebody sent us one. It's a, it's a cool little I voted sticker. I voted today. <laughs> and uh, it's going up right now. So, Good. Uh, you, you, can, uh, you can see that. It was passed along to us uh, by some people. On the uh, Rock 102 Mornings uh, page on Facebook? Yes, Rock 102 Mornings. You okay. can go on there and you can uh, you can check it out. It just got published. Your post published successfully. You know, uh, a couple of things. First of all, the Mayflower Marathon uh, is 13 days away from today. Three days prior to Thanksgiving, we're going to be broadcasting for 52 hours, starting on Monday the 20th and continuing to Wednesday the 22nd around 10 a.m. We'll be outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield. The goal is to fill four trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Capital Moving and Storage, Xfinity Camping World of West Hatfield, uh, Affordable Waste Solutions, Armand Trucking, MGM Springfield, and many more. Get all the details at rock102.com. It's the 30th anniversary Mayflower Marathon coming up this month on Rock 102. Now, the other thing uh, is, you know, you did that story about that big uh, drug bust mm-hmm. up in Lynn. Yeah. You see what uh, about this drug bust in uh, in Connecticut? Oh, the guy with the mushrooms? Magic Mushroom Dealer yeah. Secret $8.5 million factory raided in suburban home, according to police. 21-year-old kid, Weston Sewell, uh, charged with possession with intent to sell, distribute narcotics, operation of, uh, of a drug felony, a uh, drug factory. The, uh, the story uh, starts like this. Police raided a multi-million dollar Willy Wonka-like magic mushroom factory operating inside a suburban Connecticut home. Burlington, Connecticut, about an hour away from here. Willy Wonka style. You imagine there's a bunch of Oompa Loompas working in Burlington, Connecticut, making yeah. magic mushrooms for all the people, uh, for all the kids in the, in the well, town? I mean, you... Wasn't really what that movie was really about. It was about somebody uh, kind of having a psychedelic trip where they go through the boat ride and into the magic land of chocolate sure. and all that stuff. Yeah. Can you imagine being the Charlie Bucket of Burlington, Connecticut? You get the golden yeah. ticket and you get to see the Willy Wonka style magic yeah. mushroom factory. Run, Charlie! <laughs> Run all the way home and don't stop until you tear all your eyeballs out of your head. <laughs> I've got a golden ticket. You've got 10 golden tickets, <laughs> and they're melting into your hand. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, 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 good stuff. You, sir, get nothing. Yeah, this guy had, uh, and he tried to tell the cops he didn't, they weren't psychedelic. Yeah, these are just <laughs> this is my everyday every, mushrooms. My everyday mushrooms <laughs> I'm growing in my yard, in my, in my house. Yeah, uh, dozens of dog food-sized bags of... Uh, what are you talking about dog food size? Dog food comes in different sizes. Dog food yeah. like a 35, 40-pound bag this or is, dog food like... Here's a picture yeah. of uh, this. The uh, It's like three, you know, like 20 by 20 bag blocks of, of mushrooms. Yeah. And yeah, it's about the size of like a small dog bag, like a 25-pound bag of dog food. The bus came as two states and several cities in the U.S. have decriminalized psychedelic mushrooms and their active ingredient, psilocybin, along with uh, other psychedelics, have emerged as an alternative treatment for PTSD and other mental illnesses. About 20 other states have active legislation on changing laws on psychedelic drugs, according to Psychedelic Alpha, a group that tracks such legislation. In Connecticut, an attempt this year to decriminalize possession of small amounts of psilocybin died in the state Senate. So... There are, I know, like Amherst 
there's certain towns in this state yeah. that are decriminalizing it because they believe that you know there are some medical properties to it. These are some of the things that 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 we're finding out about psychedelics. They right. haven't really been researched all that well because they're not federally legal, so they don't get the funding that a lot of other you know things might have research capabilities for. But um, you can't just go and grow eight point five million dollars worth of mushrooms. Dollars worth of mushrooms. That's I get it that you you know this is kind of like the marijuana thing. Remember when the marijuana thing was almost becoming legal? Yeah. But and people were starting to grow it, but they were like, oh yeah, it's going to become legal. Yeah, but it's not legal yet. On yeah. the last day. Before they did that, they busted some old lady up in Northampton for having a plant in her backyard. Yeah, and your giant grow operation doesn't uh, is, exceeds the twelve plants uh, that you can have in your house. Fifty or sixty well, of them isn't, uh, isn't legal. You know that's that's another thing, and and I'm sure that's specific to marijuana. But there there was all these rules like federally you can have up to ninety nine plants without it being a threshold of a felony or. or I don't remember. I don't remember, but it was all these weird rules. Like, but in Massachusetts, you can only have six plants per adult in the house. Yeah, with the maximum being twelve plants. Right. But the funny part about it is, the amount of yield you would get, yeah, through twelve healthy plants, would be more than you could ever possibly afford out of a dispensary. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's a substantial amount of weed. Like you couldn't possibly go through that much weed unless you're gifting it to everybody or, you know, selling it out of the back of a truck. Have you seen this documentary on Netflix called How to Change Your Mind? No, it's really interesting. There's a, and one of the episodes is about psilocybin and how, you know, they're in Oregon. They're 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 doing this like. With doctors, like you can go in and get a full-on mushroom trip while uh-huh. you're being guided and while you're working through traumas and things like that. And the amazing, um, I guess uh, you'd call them reviews or testimonials about how these things work are really, really releasing people from a lot of these traumas that they've had yeah. their entire life. And, and I, I think it's worth looking into. I don't think it's worth running the illegal operation out of your home no, to but try to, to do that. But at least the guy's thinking ahead. Yeah. Hey, hey you know what? One day. Yeah, you can always uh, you can always dehydrate these mushrooms and use them later, right? Yeah. You know what though? This is gonna ruin it like it did the weed. Like now it's gonna be all like, oh, well, this is only this is a, this is. A and now you got bougie certain weed. type, and this is the the bad type. You know. Yeah. Now they've made it sophisticated. They're mushrooms. They taste like crap. It's uh, 6.58 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Right now, save up to $300 on select PCs. In-store only. Offer ends 11-11. See an associate for details. Have yourself a merry little holiday at Staples. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'd like to take a moment and discuss something rather delicate. It's something I've been thinking about for the last couple of hours, and I believe it now is finally time to bring this up. Friends, you know me. I'm going to give it to you straight, because there's no other way for me to talk about this without causing disruption and panic. So let me warn you in advance. You might find this news to be a little overwhelming, just as I did, and that's why I've chosen to warn you ahead of time. Here it goes. Last night, 
The Boston Celtics were handed their first loss of the season, losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road 109-114. I know. I was shocked to hear about it, too. Prior to last night, the Celtics were undefeated and appeared to be completely unstoppable. Last night, they were stopped. This time by the Timberwolves, who have now improved their record to four wins and two losses. Of course, they needed overtime to do it. But nevertheless, the great and mighty Celtics have come crashing down to earth and have been beaten. Sure, Jason Tatum had 32 points, Jalen Brown at 26, 20 points by Porzingis, even Drew Holiday had 12 points and 11 rebounds, and yet they hit the wall by only scoring 8 points in overtime. Now, if you're like me, you might realize that this is only just one small bump in the road and may not be indicative of a total offensive collapse. I mean, they're not the Patriots. But I know how a lot of you people are. One loss and the whole season's been ruined. Forget about winning the first five games of the season. That's yesterday's news. Today, we're looking at cracks in the fortress. And those fat cracks spell weakness. And weakness spells more losses. Where I say it's possible to lose a few games and still be the most badass team in the conference. Which I should point out, they still are. At least for now. Now let's take a breath. Try to collect ourselves. And remember this. There's always Philadelphia tomorrow night, and while the, the Sixers are 5-1 and one, just like the Celtics, the Celtics haven't lost two games in a row since last season, and the Sixers haven't yet faced a team quite like the Boston Celtics. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, look at the Craftsman 2.5-gallon wet-dry vac, 20 bucks at Rockies with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at the flyer you can pick up at the store. You can look at the website or even the Rockies app. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock at 712 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunshine eventually with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. How about a round of Am I the A-hole? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you, no, I'm asking you. Am I the A-hole? Well, it, you have your moments. Uh, let's see. Am I the A-hole? Yes. Okay. That's what I wanted to hear the first time. <laughs> Am I the A-hole yes. for telling my girlfriend that she doesn't have celiac disease? I, 25 male, have been dating my girlfriend Sam, 25, for the past eight months. Sam has been gluten-free for the past three years due to health concerns and recently convinced her doctor to test her for celiac disease. She does not have celiac disease, as evidenced by her blood test results. My friends and I all get together every year for a holiday party where my best friend Matt, who's 27, usually hosts and cooks a bunch of food. Think like a Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving all-in-one kind of thing. Mm -hmm. This year, we're including Sam, who has notified everyone that she cannot have anything made with flour despite her test saying that she is fine. Matt said he'd look into gluten-free recipes for her. I'm uncomfortable with this because she can eat flour. She just doesn't want to, and I don't see why my friend should have to back up that choice. I explained this to Matt, and he told me he wanted to make her feel welcome and doesn't want to challenge anybody about this despite her lying about having a health issue. I spoke to Sam yesterday about the situation, and she told me I'm being unsupportive of her health issues. I said this, that it isn't a health issue, and she told me it is. I brought up how she was tested, and the tests were negative for celiac, so it clearly isn't a health issue. She hasn't talked to me much since uh, that, and she is thinking about stuff. Tried talking to Matt about the argument this morning, and he told me that I messed up, so am I the a-hole? <sighs> the yes. problem is this guy is never going to win an argument against yeah. somebody who is convinced that they've got something that they may or may not have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like somebody who uh, feels that they... 
hypochondriac type of uh, behavior. Yes. That I'm, uh, I'm allergic to things. She might not be gluten-free. She might be allergic to something, though. She might Something might not be sitting well with her. And, uh, you know, if uh, she feels like uh, there are certain dietary things that might make her loosen up, then you gotta, uh, you got to be supportive. I'm not denying that that's a thing. Like, celiac disease is a real thing. But don't you think sometimes that some people are just kind of going overboard with that? I think you're always going to have some people that are hopping on the uh, the bandwagon of yeah. some sort of dietary trend because they think, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it gives them a, a sense of superiority. For example, someone that only eats organic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, listen, there's nothing wrong with non-organic food. No, but you find out that most of that organic stuff is processed in the same facility as the regular food that you were going to buy. It's just priced a little higher because it says organic. On and the, the, and the regulations on organic uh, produce are uh, rather flimsy and uh, vary from state to state. Do you ever have organic Nutella? <laughs> or no, but I had uh, organic Twinkies once. Organic marshmallow fluff. Yeah, like you know, yeah. <laughs> marshmallow fluff that you know, that uh, well, the kind that grows in nature. Well, actually, they do make that because. For vegetarians, because marshmallow has some sort of gelatin in it, like an animal gelatin. Right. So for vegetarians, they make like the the fluff with, uh, I don't know, they make it with something else. With, some with like a non-meat-based gelatin? Something like that, yeah. Does it uh, change uh, the consistency or the taste? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I haven't know. had it. I've just seen it. But it, as far as this guy goes, I think this guy, Matt, is about to... Uh, conquer the celiac disease on his end. You know what I mean? His I don't think I have to deal with that for very long. I think his little buddy here is. Uh, oh no, you messed up, dude. And then he's like being the he's being the white knight, the friend. Mm-hmm. And then the the chick's gonna go run into him because he under she he understands her disease. Uh, and he's be. gonna make everything better. And he was gonna make sure that that party included food for her. You might be right about that. Yeah. Yeah. If if one guy's showing some level of sympathy, but your boyfriend uh, isn't, guess what's gonna happen? Well, You're not gonna be a boyfriend for very long. Well, the boyfriend is like, I don't want to deal with this bullshit, isn't it? This is like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> we can't go anywhere. We can't eat anything. And I gotta sit here. I love pastries. Yeah. And I'm sitting here stuffing my face with pastries, and you're over there uh, ready to gag because you yeah, can't have any of this. Yeah. You're, and you're you're worried about some sort of bowel issue. Please. Yeah. Are you ready for another one? Yes. Am I the owl for uh, telling my mother I don't care about her husband being in prison? This is a 15-year-old kid, by the way. Okay. my uh, I'm 15. My dad and my mother made their own agreement. With dad getting me and mother getting the car. Her husband was busted for planting drugs and extorting from a tourist. The pit, That pig turned out to be even more of a jerk than I thought he was. He's done it before, but the last guy he uh, did is extremely rich and decided to go after him. Try to scam him. Okay. Scammed him. Right now, my mother is distressed. She asked dad if I could accompany her to prison visits to provide her moral support. Then she told me that her husband is still my stepdad and I should visit him too. I told her no. When she pressed me, I said that he's a homewrecker who also abandoned his former wife and children and that his acts of planting drugs make him a disgusting person to me. I made it clear that I don't care about him being in prison and she started screaming that I'm a terrible son, so am I the a-hole? Why does this remind me of uh, the film Step Brothers? 
I'm not going to call him dad, even if there's a yeah, fire. Just, well, that's that's what it is. Yeah, I don't I don't have to call him dad. <laughs> uh, the woman traded uh, or traded you for a car. I'm pretty sure you're not the a hole here. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of fun having a mom like that going, yeah, well, I traded you for a car, and can you come help me support my my ex-husband or my current husband that's in jail right now? Now, wait a minute. What kind of car are we talking about? Uh, it's probably probably a, like a Granada. Or like a Ford Fiesta yeah, yeah. or something so, like yeah, that. Something yeah. that they don't make anymore, you know, like a Yugo. I traded you for a Yugo back in the well, 80s. Well, that's... That's an insult. Well, First of all, the 15-year-old yeah. kid has to go Wikipedia what a Yugo is. Yeah, wh what is a Yugo? Well, it's a car that flipped over very easily, and yeah. uh, you could pull a rubber band and make it go. It was made in an, an industrial hot spot like Yugoslavia. I can't believe that there are people out there like that, though, that like use their children as uh, support systems, even though they've crapped on their children their uh -huh. entire lives, and then wanting to know why they're not supporting them. Why are you not supporting me after I traded you for a car? Yeah. <laughs> it had a lot of good mileage was, and a great and a great reliability uh, uh, score from, from Mike Quincy. Yeah, Mike Quincy had the uh, the reviews on it. You know, that reminds me of a Tom Cotter joke because uh, he said it before on our show with the, my dad surprised me with a car. Luckily, he missed. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the, you ready for this one? Okay. Uh, am I the a-hole for not inviting my pregnant sister-in-law to my wedding? I'm listening. <laughs> you know, I have a buddy. Yeah. My sister-in-law is due to have a baby in two, uh, is due to have a baby two weeks after her wedding. I've known for a while that she wouldn't be able to make it, but I still didn't invite her. I know this is probably going to make me sound like a jerk, but I have a few reasons for doing what I did. First, my wedding is going to be small and intimate. I'm only inviting closest friends and family. My sister-in-law and I are friendly, but we're not super close. Second, I'm worried that she'll go into labor early or have some other complication that would prevent her from attending. I don't want her to have to deal with any last-minute stress or disruption of my wedding plans. Finally, I'm just not comfortable having pregnant women at my wedding. I know that sounds insensitive, but I can't help it. I'm worried about her being uncomfortable or feeling out of place. I also don't want to have to worry about her going into labor or having other sort of medical emergency during the ceremony. I know that my sister-in-law is probably going to be upset that she's not invited to my wedding. I feel bad about it, but uh, I think it's the best decision for me and my fiancé. So am I the A? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of an A-hole. It is the husband-to-be's sister. It's not like her brother's sister it's right it's her, a, yeah. yeah yeah no she's the a-hole i mean uh it's, it's it's a pregnancy it's not a communicable disease it's not like she's going to get everybody else pregnant because she's eh, pregnant but i can kind of see where she doesn't want that kind of mess or kind of you know you're so close to delivering and you're there two weeks before okay but how many hours is your from from front to back is your wedding going to be six hours six hours yeah what is the likelihood that this woman's going to drop during your wedding. You Not that great. But you don't know. You're pretty close. You're two weeks away from the due date. Okay. And would that be any... If she dropped... Let's say she doesn't go to the, the wedding, but your, but your brother does, and uh, she goes into labor. Does that mean your wedding is being ruined? 
Because mm-hmm. because that happened? Yes, because now the focus is on the pregnant woman who just went into labor at your wedding. And the focus is no even longer she, on you. Even if she wasn't at the wedding, the yeah. brother would have to leave the, uh, the, the, the wedding and go uh, attend to his pregnant wife. Right, but she's saying she doesn't want the distraction, and I can oh, see that. I can it, would see be a, it. it would be a distraction no matter what. It would be a distraction if her water breaks on the middle of the dance floor while they're doing the cha-cha slide. Well, wouldn't that just be one more thing to talk about in the future? Now, like a great story that, uh, that happened at my wedding. Can you imagine that at the Cupid Shuffle? <laughs> to the right, to the right, to the left, and then oh, step over the baby because it just <laughs> fell on the floor. I, I I think you're ruining. I think you're ruining one the push events. one time. <laughs> if I could chime in, <laughs> I think this is a disgrace. Yes, you would. Yeah, I want to boom boom with the bridesmaids, bitches. <laughs> Because I got a buddy who thinks I'm the a-hole. It's uh, 723. <laughs> Excellent round of Am I the oh, A-hole? Yeah, here we go. Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. GG. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728 and the Eagles at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's so good at it. A little bit later on this morning, I'm going to give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Not-So-Silent Night on December 15th. This will be a night filled with nostalgia, great 80s music. 100% of the profits from this event go directly to the Medic Now Foundation's mission to assist our military community who are overwhelmed with out-of-pocket health expenses. Actually, it's a really good cause. Uh, to purchase tickets, go to uh, medicnowfoundation.org. Uh, like I said, really cool uh, event, really good cause from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. We'll give you a chance of tickets. Later on today. So wheat. All right. All right. All right. All right. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your what? With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Dom Dom. Hurst. It's on like Donkey Kong. Or an Arthur Treaches. I don't know which one yeah, you want. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I tell you, Arthur, Arthur Treaches was I, at a time like now, in this very pivotal yeah. moment in the city's history, how I wish for an Arthur Treaches. I know that would be a, that would be a perfect addition to this uh, this wild campaign going on here. I love fish in a basket. I heard, and I don't, I can't confirm this because I didn't see it on their website or Facebook page, so I can't say which place it was. But I heard there's a restaurant offering a ten dollar fish dinner tonight. But I can't of, say I don't have the I don't have the actual facts if that's a real thing or not. But I thought it would be pretty funny if they did. Yeah, that would be ironic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, with election day today, the uh, Springfield mayoral matchup is in the midst of voter fraud allegations against challenger, longtime city councilor Justin Hurst. Both Hurst and current mayor Dominic Sarno addressed those claims ahead of the election. Hurst is flat out denying his campaign committed any wrongdoing. Meanwhile, Sarno is urging investigators get to the bottom of what unfolded during the final weekend of early voting in Springfield. Get out and vote. If you vote, we will win, Hurst said. We have a good story that has been told. A uh, proven track record that has been battle-tested, Dom Dom added. Sarno and Hurst are gearing up for election night 2023 tonight. The race made headlines in recent days after sworn affidavits from Springfield election officials and surveillance video outside City Hall suggested a volunteer from the Hearst campaign paid people from a nearby homeless shelter to vote for Hearst during the final weekend of early voting. Western Mass News caught up with Hearst on Monday, and uh, he told them he wants voters to know his campaign is running a clean race. Let's prove to folks that let's prove to folks that we can't be bought with ten dollars in a fish sandwich. Hearst said, 
The investigation is irrelevant. My uh, talks to my team is let's finish the game. Okay, the investigation's irrelevant unless they find something. That's right. That's not really irrelevant anymore. They also caught up with Sarno, who viewed the situation differently. He said the actions caught on surveillance camera on October 28th clearly indicate wrongdoing of some kind. Pretty cut and dry here. You have video, you have affidavits, uh, I don't know what's going on. Bada bing, bada boom, both for me, all right? That's what he said, bada bing, bada boom. God bless Springfield. Uh, a, an investigation into the events that unfolded is currently underway. Massachusetts Secretary of the Commonwealth, William Galvin, suggested the investigation could lead to criminal charges. Well, I, a lot he, of things could lead to criminal charges. Yeah, but if Sarno wins, do they even go on with the investigation? Well, here's the thing. And again, I'm not uh, casting any opinion here whatsoever. But in other situations similar to this, whether it's about fraud or about uh, the misuse of campaign funds, uh, it doesn't matter whether the election's uh, yet to come or over with. If there's a crime that's been committed, yes, they will they will seek to prosecute. Even if uh, the guy who's complaining or making the argument is, yeah. wins. That's correct. All right. Yeah. I would just see no need for it after that. Well, I know, but except that, uh, you know, if a crime has been committed, you know, the the government doesn't always turn their nose uh, away from something like that. Yeah. You know, they, listen, I know people that have had serious problems similar to this, and they serve jail time. Really? I do. Oh. Yes. Name five. I can only name you one. Okay. And I'm not even going to name him. Authorities have released new details into a police investigation along Clifton Avenue in Springfield. Spokesperson Ryan Wall said that my best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy dating this girl that somebody was shot on the 100 block of Clifton Avenue around 10.40 p.m. on Sunday. I guess it's pretty serious. An adult female victim was taken by a private vehicle to Bay State Medical Center with non-life-threatening injuries. The case remains under investigation by the Springfield Detective Bureau. Again, with the private ride. Well, you got to get there somehow. Where is uh where is Clifton Avenue in relation to all the other places in the area? I believe it's right near Electric Avenue. Uh yes. Right down to Electric Avenue and then I'll take you higher. Ah, okay. So I I see where that is. Where is uh where is it? Uh not far from uh Stebbins Park. So you're talking about ah. uh, between uh, Six Corners, Central Pine, Maple, Mill, Oh, Frank's Street. Package Store. I see that on the list. That's it. You I know, love that you place. You know the neighborhood. I love Frank's Package Store. That's a great place to go if you want to buy al- alcoholic beverages. And shots. Yes. And then little nips, too. <laughs> you can get both there. Come on now. On uh, let's see. Uh, on Tuesday, voters will be uh, from around the region will cast their ballots to decide what they want for the future of their community. Right here in East Longmeadow, residents will decide whether or not to approve funding for a new high school. Conversations about the new high school in town have been years in the making, like 25, 30 years, right? Well, let's see. The building was probably uh, obsolete back in the seventies. Yeah, it's been a while. What year was it built? Did do we have? Was it sixties? I think so. Yeah. Conversation. Yeah, they've been uh, going. I on was years. built in the '60s, and I'm obsolete. No, you're not obsolete. I'm getting close. Yeah, you got like a good ten years left in here, <laughs> and then you'll be that. obsolete. 
Uh, plans and meetings. Uh, the town will decide whether or not to approve funding for a new school. Some said that a new building is long overdue, while others have concerns about the project's hefty price tag. The biggest thing to remember is that the high school isn't just about the students who walk through the doors. It's about a community, and our community needs this, said Carolyn Ferros of East Long. But, oh, they really can't have a full education in this building. It just doesn't support them every anymore. However, others who expressed their opinions at uh, town's last meeting about the project said the hefty price tag is giving them the pause. I know there's a lot wrong with the school, but I'm so worried about seniors on fixed incomes. How do they talk about building costs going up, costs going up for everyone? How are our seniors on a fixed income going to be able to substantiate this, one resident said. It's not an unreasonable argument to, to think about that. You have to really think about what's the population of the town? What's the median age of the population in the town? Yeah. Is the median age lots of young people coming in? Or is it elderly? Or is it middle-aged well, people? Well, it's, it's obviously a combination of all those things. The, the, the problem is, is that East Long Meadow failed to act when it should have. Now they need to act at a time when materials are at an all-time high, building expenses are at an all-time high. Yeah. On the other hand, having a new high school is more than just about the taxes that it's going to cost even though it will, everyone's taxes are, are, are going to go up in East Lomino, but it ultimately winds up being a quality of life issue. It's good for property values to have good, well-built school facilities in your town. I don't so think it, I don't there's, think, another, there's another part of this. I don't think anybody's arguing that point because everybody knows that that's what happens. But can the residents sustain the increase? If you don't have enough, if you have too many residents that are still are have it hard to reach the threshold as it is to pay the taxes, what makes you think they're going to be able to afford the other taxes? Well, see, that, that's uh, that's the problem because taxes in East Lawn Meadow have gone up historically nearly every single year, or at least they did when I was living there, and uh, as a result of that, uh, you know what was to show for it. They should have built this years ago. Well, I don't understand why they have to build a brand new building all at once. W- would you? Would it be better to build it in sections? Like uh, first, we're going to build this new outbuilding on the on the back end of the property there. Yeah, that'll be part of the new design. Then next year we'll knock down this middle part. Then we'll build that one. You know, it, it, do it over a course of years. And that way you got a new building. That way you're not spending all of that money at once. The problem is you still have to have contracts with builders. You still have to have right, those just, funds available but for the next phase of building the school. I don't know if it's necessarily – I understand what you're saying. I just think that on a, on a practical level, it may not be the best idea because things can change so dramatically. And you can also have the town say, well, we don't want to finish this high school. Let's have only two-thirds of it built taking all this time yeah and, and I, I i don't know i mean I, listen i having lived in this town i can tell you it doesn't always operate in the swiftest way i think all of these kids should go uh temporarily to long meadow high school for a year while they build this other school i think that's a good idea you think so yep <laughs> wait do you find out what long meadow has to say about that oh what are you talking about they they welcome everybody with open arms over there no they don't and they certainly don't uh, welcome the folks from the other side of the tracks. Are you sure about that? Yes, and by the other side of the tracks, I mean East Long Meadow. Uh, speaking of people uh, not wanting people East here Long anymore, Meadow is the ghetto. 
It was the East Long Ghetto of Long Meadow. East Long Ghetto. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of people not wanting anybody nearby, with the Bay State shelter system nearing capacity, Governor Maura Healey has recommended that new arrivals look beyond the Commonwealth for some place to call home. Oh, really? There's plenty of space in Connecticut. I th- what happened to the all-welcoming, uh, bring me your tired, your poor, your hungry? Yeah, that's good until we're full. Yeah, but you, you invited everybody. You you did, but at some point uh, there's a capacity issue. Like even if yeah. you're at a nightclub, they can only have like 250 people. I get it. There are a lot of places in the country where people can go once they cross into the United States, the governor said Sunday evening during an interview. Uh, last week, a Suffolk County judge upheld the administration's plan to limit the number of families in state shelter to 7,500. Families seeking shelter will now be placed on a wait list before giving housing, uh, but with most with almost no information from the state as to where they will go until then. Lots of hotels are being unused. Uh, yeah, I know, but you know uh, there are times when the hotels get used. You know what? Longmeadow High School would be a perfect place to house these folks. You think? Listen, they're not even let the people from East Longmeadow there. Never are mind. You sure about that? Never. They're not. They don't want people from out of town living in their high school. Hey, Westfield State successfully uh, got them to not go there. Right? See, yeah. So Longmeadow could probably do the same thing. We're all full. We're up to. We're at capacity. But I, but I thought we were generous. We were. Until, until we could no longer until be generous, we no longer be generous anymore. I just, I just think it's funny how they change their minds at the last second. We said you could come here. We didn't mean all of you. <laughs> we'll take some. We'll take some of you, but not all of you. This is gonna be. This is really not gonna be good for election time. Next time I go up for election, <laughs> your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today gonna be sunny with a high of sixty-five. Tomorrow sunny with a high of forty-five. It's fifty-two right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Ah, oh, yeah. Two Springfield's classic rock at seven fifty-one, and Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It is uh, gonna be. Uh, sunny eventually with a high of 65 tomorrow sunny with a high of 45 it is 52 right now in downtown springfield you know steve sometimes listening to this show just isn't convenient for people like uh they're involved in other things and uh you know the way to listen would be to listen to the Bax and nagel daily podcast available yep. on apple podcast soundcloud spotify and on rock 102.com it's brought to you by uh, marcotte ford they got your back for sales service parts and rentals marcotte ford and Holyoke, and while you're at it, listen to Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is a rockabilly legend and performance artist, Tav Falco. Wild, wild interview with uh, America's uh, one of America's great originals. So you can uh, check that out again on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and rock102.com. Uh, that, that Missouri teacher who made headlines yeah. for uh, having an OnlyFans account, she made nearly a million dollars on the platform since she joined it over the summer. Over the summer. Yeah, not even six, though, like, six months and she's yeah. made a million dollars. Former teacher Brianna, Brianna Coppage uh, revealed to Fox News the staggering amount of money she's made from making adult content. Coppage has been a teacher or had been a teacher for five years, spending the last two at St. Clair High School as an English teacher before resigning after her OnlyFans page was discovered by school administrators and she was put on leave. She noted that her annual teaching salary was Mm $42,000. And she originally started the OnlyFans account to help her pay off some student loans. Get this. She's making already a million dollars in just six months. Because she got fired and people brought attention to her. 
So now people are uh, giving her money. So think about this. As a teacher, okay, uh, in one of the uh, one of the country's lowest paying uh, teaching salaries, forty two thousand dollars. Okay, you go to college for four years. You get your teaching degree. You probably have a good sizable amount of college loan debt. Probably a hundred grand at more at, at least. At the very least, you got a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in uh, in debt with that. You probably have uh, an apartment. You probably have a, a, a beat up car, but you're still making uh, payments on. This woman figured out a way to uh, to make money on OnlyFans, and all of that debt that she has racked up in her short, brief life mm-hmm. has been cleared. Yeah. She's completely debt-free, and all she had to do was show her bottom on OnlyFans. Yeah. That's it. She's, That's all she had to do. She said she would have had to work for nearly 24 years to make the same amount of money she made on OnlyFans in less than six months. Coppage said she now has tens of thousands of subscribers and has far exceeded uh, her teaching salary for the year. She also has paid off all her debt. And unlike the students in her class, she now has a whole bunch of people that are actually paying attention to what she has to say. Really? As opposed to the unengaged uh, you know, high school student that, uh, or middle middle school student that may uh, be focused on other things other than education. There was a couple teachers in my high school I kind of wished were on a paid prescription-only uh, site. We oh. didn't have that kind of thing back then, but uh, I yeah. would have paid for it. I had, uh, I had a couple. I had a, I had a biology teacher in particular I thought was uh, quite saucy. Yeah. Quite Bio- saucy. Um, yeah, there, were, there, was, there was a couple of them. There was like there was like one year where like uh, I think it was my sophomore into junior year where like a lot of the old ones retired. Mm-hmm. Then they brought in fresh recruits. You know what I mean? Yeah, ah! no, yeah. Well, the weird thing, you know, we're like seventeen, and and these women are only like twenty one or twenty two. Like they're not that <laughs> right. far off from your age group, so right. it wasn't really out of the. Uh, out of the ordinary to have all the boys, uh, you know, talking about, you know, who over Well, there? you yeah. know, I, uh, I have not uh, subscribed to anything on OnlyFans. Uh, I've considered, uh, you know, having an OnlyFans page of my own, you know, for like peekaboo shots and other, uh, you know, boudoir type of things. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my understanding is, is that uh, you don't have to be particularly great looking uh, to make... To make bank on it. She is, though. She's always, oh, she's very attractive, but I mean, you could be a woman with like a, I don't know, like a Quasimodo hunchback, a wooden leg, all kinds of things. You could be quite unsightly. You could be, you know, mm-hmm. still make a good amount, make, make a living. Remember the chick uh, who was making 10 grand a month eating dog food? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We need a good hook to do it. I don't want to eat dog food, but I'd be, you know, we want to sit there and like a, how many uh, mukbang videos have you seen where, like, uh, you get the microphone really close and people chowing down on food to listen to you chew? Yeah, we could do that. I could, I could chew for well, like for a, a monthly uh, subscription rate. What do they call that? Like ASMR? Like a uh, yeah, like same the thing. Sound of somebody doing something like chewing or peeling something. It's or yeah, whatever. it's the same exact thing. Yeah. All right, we well, could do that. We could do that. It's the only other way you can make money around here anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like being a school teacher in Missouri. We could clear out our debts in no time. Get an OnlyFans account. Yeah. Uh, we can't give you any money, but uh, why don't you start your OnlyFans account? We'll, we'll support you whatever you do. I don't see why we shouldn't. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We may not make a million dollars, but we could probably split 42000 between the two of us. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's a pretty good take.
It's uh, 7.57 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Attention. Now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, riddle me this. Remember during Sunday's Patriots game when you quietly said to yourself, this team sucks. And remember when you followed that up by saying, Mac Jones sucks too. Well, you weren't alone. Every person throughout the six-state New England region watching that game was saying the very same thing as the Patriots lost to the Washington Commanders 2017. You know what else a lot of people were saying on Sunday? How come we couldn't have a quarterback like Houston's uh, C.J. Stroud instead? Well, that's a fair question. And the answer is quite simple. The Patriots wouldn't have drafted a guy like that. And yet, the kid was a beast on Sunday with five touchdown passes against Tampa. Plus, he broke the single-game NFL rookie record with 470 passing yards in a single game, whereas Mac Jones would have to play nearly two and a half games to come up with half that amount. And yet, he's the Patriots' starting quarterback. Interestingly enough, when C.J. Stroud was drafted this year, there were many people that were concerned that perhaps the kid might not be bright enough to play at the NFL level. In fact, according to reports, Stroud scored terribly on the S2 cognitive uh, cognition test just before getting drafted. The S2 is a test which allegedly measures the speed at which somebody can process available data and make proper decisions. And his score had him listed somewhere between a mouth-breathing idiot and a window-looking moron. And yet... He found the end zone five times on Sunday, whereas Mac Jones, who allegedly has an incredibly high football IQ, threw a disastrous fourth quarter interception with 30 seconds left in the t- left to play. Listen, folks, I'm no expert on how to draft quality football players, but in a side-by-side comparison, the Houston Texans are a substantially more impressive football team right now than the Patriots. They also have a significantly more effective rookie quarterback, the alleged veteran who threw away a chance to get into field goal range with seconds left to go. Who's the bigger window-looking moron now? It certainly ain't the guy that couldn't pass the cognition test before he was drafted, but it might be the Patriots' first-round draft pick who's not exactly blowing anyone's socks off right now. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The essential fall cleanup tools. Go to Rocky's, get a rake, pruners, a blower, get a chainsaw, maybe even get new gloves. Fall cleanup happens faster and easier with the right gear. Get it now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny eventually with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you ever see those uh, combined? Remember they, they did it years ago with Gruber Grape and they put the peanut butter and the jelly in the oh, jar. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, like, things started, uh, I think that kind of kicked things off, as far as I can remember, of combining products. Remember Dijonese, where they put the mustard, the Dijon mustard in with the mayonnaise? I do remember that. And then uh, now they, uh, recently I saw mayo ketchup or something like that. Yep. It's ketchup and mayo together, yep. so it's kind of like a like a Thousand Island uh isn't that Thousand Island or Russian dressing or something like that? I think it's, it's Thousand Island. Thousand Island, like a, <clears throat> like a Big Mac sauce yeah. kind of thing. And next year, Heinz is going to be releasing a new condiment, pickle ketchup. I don't, I don't, why can't you just put pickles with the ketchup? Like, why can't you just put pickles on the burger instead of going this extra mile to get a flavor of pickles within the ketchup versus eating the actual pickle, which I prefer? I I, I really don't know why we need to do all this. 
I also don't even need to. I, I don't even realize uh, or, or realize a, 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 why we put like different kinds of flavors in potato chips. Yeah, it's like okay, well, you know, looks and sometimes potato chips are just perfect on their own. They don't need any other flavor. Have you had the old Bay seasoning uh, ones? Yeah, and they're delicious. They're really good. I mean, they're no. really good. They don't come out very often. They're only like once or twice a year. Yeah, but there was like one I saw not too long ago. It was like uh, like fried chicken flavored potato chips. I, I I would rather have potato chips next to a bunch of fried chicken well, rather just, than have a like a phony uh, you know contrived you know chemically uh, produced flavor of a fried chicken. Are they frying the potato chip in chicken oil? Because that would give it fried chicken flavor. To I, it. I, I don't know. Really how, how I, I haven't had them. I just uh, I just know I'm not interested in it. Well, someone who's tried this says it uh, tastes like they bottled up the flavor of McDonald's pickles and ketchup. And then uh, it tastes pretty good. It's not super dilly. You like dilly. I prefer dill over sweet any day. And it takes the pairing of ketchup and french fries to another level. Would you put it on a hot dog? I don't think I would. Only a jerk would put it on a hot dog. Well, I mean, I put dill relish on my hot dog. Mm -hmm. I would never put ketchup on my hot dog. Uh, I would do the dill relish. If you had a mustard and pickle, I might be a little interested. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Something to do for a little... Little hot dog, summer hot dog uh, treat. That makes perfect sense to me. According to Heinz, 73% of Americans like pickles. If you're one of them, would you give it a shot? Do you like do you like pickles? I do like pickles. I don't I don't uh, necessarily go out of my way to buy them, but uh, you know when they're offered, I, I don't mind a good pickle. What what is it with uh, somebody like picks up on something that somebody's into, and then all of a sudden, like the Big E was nothing but pickles this year. The one year it was nothing but bacon. Uh, we're moving on to different. Taste is that what it is? Buffalo wings were popular at one time. My my understanding is that uh, you know that like Gene Cassidy sits on this huge board of uh, like you know festivals and state fairs yeah. all across the country. Well, my understanding is that, you know he went to a couple of these uh, to see what's going on, and he was I think it was he was in Texas when he realized, hey, it's all about pickles here. We should bring uh, pickle technology to the Big E. And, and and that's right. what he did. So ultimately, if you got sick of uh, all the pickle stuff at the Big E, blame Gene Cassidy. Well, well, no, and no offense to Gene, you know he's he's a hardworking guy. But the one thing I did disagree with him when we had him on for the uh, interview was that he was shying away from that hot stuff. We can't, it's not going to fly up here. And he's probably right. He he knows more about the fair industry than I do. Right. But I'm thinking to him, I said, no, people like hot things. Isn't that what people like? Nashville hot chicken and all this other good stuff. How how many people, other than the one kid that died because of it, uh, did that one chip challenge? Right. But well, I mean, you wouldn't be doing anything like that. You'd, no. But you'd have you could spicy have a, things. You could have a happy medium. Yeah. I would like a, I like spicy food. I got no problem with that. I got a pretty decent tolerance. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be bad. Uh, so there you go. You can get uh, pickle ketchup uh, if you want to. Yeah, nah, I'm all yeah. set. Uh, there's some other things going on, too. Uh, there's a thread online uh, on Reddit where people are talking about the outdated technology they're still using. Do you have anything that you're, that's outdated that you still use? Um, yeah, I still play CDs. Okay, that's an outdated That's uh, kind of outdated. Thing. I wouldn't say turntable is outdated because that's making a big come. It's a huge. It's it's popular right now. Yeah, it's making a comeback, but it's it's not replacing streaming at this point. 
No, but as far as like the nostalgia and then these younger kids wanting to get into the original sounds of what right. it sounds like, yeah, they're they're probably. I mean, most of the record releases now, the album releases include a vinyl. Yeah, actually, uh, CDs, believe it or not, are actually making a little bit of a resurgence too. That's a weird thing too. That's very weird. But yeah, that's the that's the rumor. What about uh, I throw away all those VHS tapes, <laughs> all of them. Uh, watches that just tell the time. Yeah, Maybe you know, I, I, I have a watch that needs like a new band and a new battery. But now that I've got like an Apple watch, I, I'm not so hot in getting that done, even though it's a great looking watch. Yeah. I, I, I love this. It's like watching like a, having a TV in your hand all day. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Yeah. You don't want that. Well, I kind of do want that. I, don't you want to just know what time it is? Does anybody uh, really know what time it is? Does anybody really care about time? <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, no. Uh, a calculator with buttons and a screen. Oh, I remember those days. Or you could turn it upside down and spell hell. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? Those are good days, man. The four, the three, and the two sevens. Man, I did that. You could do hello, too. You could, you, yes, you could. Wasn't there other dirty words you could spell with the calculator? Um, there were, but I don't, yeah, it's been so long since I've actually seen a count, uh, yeah. a calculator up close. I couldn't tell you. Physical media, uh, CDs is one of them. DVDs is another one that people are still hanging on to. I still got quite a few of them. Uh, video games, books, textbooks, etc. Yeah. You know, I still get books. Do you still have an encyclopedia collection? No, no, I have, I do not. Uh, a lot of people mentioned previous video gaming systems. So, like, people, I did this a few years ago. I had the old Nintendo. I hooked it up during the pandemic and was playing, like, Rad Racer. And still uh, worked? It still worked. Wow. Still worked like a charm. Even the Game Genie worked, too. Remember the Game Genie? I kind of do remember the Game Genie. I think that was more my generation than it was yours. Because it came out out in the 90s. Yeah, no. And it it was a thing you put on the edge of the Nintendo cartridge, and then... When you started up the game, it would have these three codes that you could put in. Right. And each and, the, and they had the booklet, and the booklet told you which code did what, so you could get like unlimited lives on Super Mario Brothers, or you could you could do all kinds of funky stuff to to mess with the gaming system. It was actually a pretty <laughs> cool, pretty cool thing. Uh, a hand crank can opener. I still have a manual one. That's how I open my cans, but yeah. I don't have the hand crank one. The one, that, not the uh, hand crank one. I think, I, actually, I think like the electric ones are kind of outdated. Yeah, the ones that you you plug into the wall. My mom had one of those. Yeah, we had one of those too. Yeah, I, I, like, I wouldn't even think about buying one. It wasn't. Now. It wasn't very efficient. You could get a better. You get a better job doing it by hand than you could with the. Look how old we sound. I know. I know. Isn't this Look at crazy? Us. We're old men, and I'm, and I'm you know a hell of a lot older than you. When I when I worked in the kitchens when I was a kid, you know, like in the restaurants and stuff. Yeah. They they would let you like open up the big can, like they had those giant cans of tomatoes. You ever see them at like Costco? The big, sure. They carry the big cheese in them and all that stuff. Yeah. They had this. It's a big giant can opener. Most kitchens have them, and they're, it's like it's huge, and you can slam it down on the top, and you just crank it open. Man, that that's was, awesome. I I miss those days. No kidding. The days of opening cans. Uh, a motorless lawnmower. We had one of these. It was the most ridiculous forms of labor I could think of. Years ago, when I used to live above a funeral home, we had one because uh, we were—you know—it was our uh, job to uh, mow 
the grass, which, yeah. which was really like th- two or three strips right. of grass. But it took forever to to mow it because we had one of those old fashioned rotary push mowers. An old Scots, right? An yeah. old Scots with the with the weird bended I, blades I, I, on them. I actually yeah. think this preceded yeah. Scott, uh-huh. and uh, but it was like impossible to move. The uh, the people that lived in my house before me left one of those there. Yeah. Maybe because they think I needed to lose weight a little bit. Hey, you know what? You're getting a little tubby there. We're gonna leave that manual push mower for you. So much work. So much work to move when you have to go up and down a hill. A radio. Like a regular radio. Yeah. No one no one has just a an appliance just dedicated to only radio. This is a regular radio is something you definitely need to bring with you if you go see a drive in movie. Because of the way the technology is on the cars, you can't either some cars you can't shut the headlights off. There's no like you can't shut oh, those yeah. daytime runners off, and the other thing is most cars sh- have the fail safe now where it doesn't leave you with a dead battery. The car will shut off after ten minutes. So if you try to put that, you know, just the initial ignition, right, just to put the radio on, otherwise you're gonna have to be running the car the entire time. These are things that I've learned in my uh, time. But what, 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 yeah, where that you- was one of the most frustrating driving movie experiences I ever had. Every ten minutes, I'd have to turn the car back on. <laughs> And the lights go yeah, the on. Lights go off. Got people and, beeping you know, their cars at yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put, I had to put a comforter over the front of the car so the headlights wouldn't shine at the other people. But honestly, who's going to drive-in movies anymore? It's not a, a lot of people. Believe it or not, that, I know when the pandemic, you know, happened. You know, that was kind of making a little bit of a comeback. But I mean, for that very reason, because your car doesn't really yeah. respond well to that kind of presentation of a film. Not that many people uh, go anymore. All those, uh, all those things have been shut down. Paper maps. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, since GPS, I don't, I don't think I have a map in my house. I'm wondering, and I haven't uh, asked in a long time because I haven't needed. I think we've talked about this before. The trip tick from from AAA. Yeah, used to do the whole. They uh, still make them. They do. They do. Huh? Well, I can't. Maybe. Because a lot of people don't know how to use GPS. Like elderly drivers don't yeah. really. I mean, that's impossible to, for them to, to grasp. So they still use the old triptych. Well, yeah, I would imagine they would have to because uh, even the people that we, what you just mentioned, elderly people. Remember, you used to get on the Mass Pike and it told you every exit that you were getting off at. Yep. You don't know now. You're relying on maps to do that. You don't know like this exit 15 is not boston anymore it's or something different whatever the name of it it's not yeah so every map has got to be updated or the but but all the exit numbers changed anyway so i'm just saying how confusing that is oh i know where you're getting off at and then uh, one person finally said call me crazy but i still read by hand dipped candlelight what who does that it's terrible for your eyesight actually i know a guy who does that in radio by candlelight yeah yeah he reads the news in candlelight why would you do that? I have no idea. We got light bulbs all over the building. Yeah, I have no idea. What, no, not it's not somebody here. It's a it's a person I know that that reads the news in candlelight. That's ridiculous, isn't it? It is. It's a little strange. I'll say. Yeah. So there you go. These are things that have uh, fallen by the way of the dinosaur. Is that how you say that? Yeah, that's, that's something fairly like. accurate. Yeah, there it's. You go. 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. See dealer for details. 
It's uh, 827 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny eventually with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, two weeks from today will be the second day of the Mayflower Marathon. Less <clears> than two weeks away. Oh, wait, no. Two weeks will be this. Stop doing the number thing like that. What? It's not inaccurate. No, but it's uh, you're messing me up when you start. Okay, well, then it's still two weeks away. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Mayflower Marathon returns three days prior to Thanksgiving. We'll be broadcasting from uh, the MGM uh, South End Market uh, right in front of their parking garage, and we will be broadcasting for 52 hours to raise food uh, for the open pantry. Uh, our goal this year, unlike other years, is to fill four trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. One in five families in the Springfield area suffers from some level of food insecurity. You can help uh, turn that around. Get your collection going at work or at school or at home, around the neighborhood. You can even donate online at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Capital Moving and Storage, uh, Xfinity Camping World of West Hatfield, Affordable Waste Solutions, Armand Trucking, MGM Springfield, and more. Get all the details at rock102.com. The 30th annual Mayflower Marathon at Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. And by the way, um, the uh, those uh, Mayflower Marathon shirts from GG Inks, those hockey jerseys, yeah, we'll be selling those very very soon. Yeah, people are uh, people have been asking. I was uh, misinformed on when we were going to be selling those, but the, I guess they're we're, <clears throat> we're going to do them at the uh, the Thunderbirds games. I think. Yeah, we're going to be. Right. Uh, I I believe on the seventeenth, mm-hmm. we're going to be there collecting food for yeah. right before the game. Mm-hmm. We'll be selling them there, and uh, I think we'll also be selling them. Uh, elsewhere too we'll give you all the details about that but they're wicked cool shirts i uh i'm really liking the fact that there's people all over sending me pictures of all their little collections that they've started at their office and whatnot so uh thanks to all those folks who are doing that and uh, if you haven't done one yourself go ahead and grab a box and start putting a sign out you can print the sign up i think actually from our website can't you uh, I think you can. Yeah, yeah, I think sure. you can. You just print it up. Say, hey, this is uh, for the Mayflower Marathon, and uh, get all your coworkers to donate. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. Here's three with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a five thousand dollars sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at slash Family. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. We do we have any breaking news music uh, over there somewhere? Uh, breaking. Yes. Breaking news. Elections in Springfield are head-to-head right now. Justin Sir, Justin Hurst with 0% to Dominic Sarno's 0%. We'll have more election progress throughout the day here in your Rock 102 election headquarters. Springfield's Classic Rock. This has been Licks Lots of Box with your Rock 102 news update. It's a, it's a real dogfight out yeah, there, it isn't it? it is a real dogfight. Man, you just don't, never know how it's going to turn out. Much controversy surrounding the Springfield mayoral election after allegations of voter fraud were unearthed last week. Actually, nothing was really unearthed. It was kind of right out in the open on Main Street. Uh, <laughs> uh, 22 News spoke with both candidates about their final push to election day. We know and the voters know they can't be bought for $10 and a fish sandwich, stated Springfield mayoral candidate Justin Hurst. Hurst, again, refuting claims of voter fraud as residents ready their ballots. His campaign team has been accused of picking up voters, including homeless residents, and paying them $10 for their votes during early voting. An alleged illegal cash distribution also caught on camera. Mayor Dom Dom says... Pretty cut and dry here. You got the video. You got affidavits on what occurred here. And you know, to me, it's uh, the height of exploitation. Exploiting the homeless population. Something we don't want to do around here. Do we have to talk about the homeless now? 
Well, the intimate knowledge of the streets. <laughs> a lot of upper body f- strength. Physically fit. Why can't they just do it? <clears throat> Since the allegations were made public, questions have been raised over the timeline of the release of this information and would it, if it would compromise an investigation. Hearst adds, uh, I said it before, that it was a coordinated effort to mar-, <clears throat> mar our campaign and it's going to do nothing but motivate the masses to come out on November 7th. Hearst claims of a motivated political attack, uh, Mayor Sarno coming to the defense of election workers, and particularly city clerk Gladys Aloya Lopez. Her professionalism and integrity is unquestioned, Sarno adds, as are the workers down there who uh, really put their heart and soul into what they do there. Both Sarno and Hearst expect- expressing optimism heading into today. Voting is sacred and we all have to protect that trust, said Sarno. Now the legal authorities move forward and we'll go from there. What's going to happen? These are the questions that are ruminating through my head. And Hearst, what is going to occur? And Hearst said, at the end of the day, the residents and the voters of Springfield know who I am. They know my character. And when it's all said and done, folks will know exactly what happened. Yeah, but they also know that video and how it doesn't really look very good. Well, just because a video doesn't look good doesn't mean that there's criminal culpability there. True, but uh, people wanted their $10 and that fish sandwich. Listen, uh, I told you, it wouldn't take me much to vote for somebody if they just said I'm getting rid of Dick. You know what? If Justin Hurst comes out and says today, I'm tackling, we're, we're not celebrating daylight saving time in Springfield. Not only would I move into Springfield, but I would register to vote as well. You would. As long as you gave me a fish sandwich and 10 bucks to go along with. Well, yeah, you need some incentive. <laughs> right. Police are investigating a uh, car, a crash uh, between a car and a motorcycle that left one person dead yesterday afternoon. According to Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Walsh, at approximately 4.10 p.m., officers were car- called to the accident near the uh, intersection of Virgin Parker Streets. The man who was operating the motorcycle died due to the accident, and the man driving the car remained at the scene. It's currently under investigation by the Springfield Police Department Traffic Unit, and uh, supposedly 22 News will update you if they get more. A uh, Massachusetts man was prohibited from having guns. However, the Kingston Police Department said he was caught using a 3D printer to make them. Oh. On Saturday, 34-year-old Charlie Santos of Kingston was arrested and charged with unlawful possession of a large-capacity firearm, possessing ammunition without FID card, and possession of a Class E drug. While executing a search warrant on Howlands Lane, Police found Santos had a fully operational AR-style rifle, various firearms accessories, a 3D printer, a 3D printed firearms parts, body armor, and steroids. Steroids? Steroids? Yeah. Gotta juice up. (laughs) Gotta juice up before the big gun shoot. Gotta be cut. Please share it. I got guns while I'm showing off my guns. Police uh, shared a, v- a photo of some of the items found at the residence. You can see his uh, tactical vest with his knife and his his AR and his mm-hmm. all these other little guns and his I don't know what that is. Oh, there's ammunition there. A uh, the investigation remains ongoing. Santos is scheduled to be arraigned in Plymouth District Court this week. What's with the steroids though? Who's doing that? I don't know. I told you about that guy that uh, the ste- the steroid guy. That I went to Canada with. Yeah, remember the guy with the big testicles? Didn't I tell you the story? You did. And we get and on the way to the the testicle thing was something that happened way out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't confuse everybody with confuse two stories it. here. Uh, the guy Dave. Dave. Yes. Dave used to be very large, and now Dave's not large anymore. But Dave used to be pushing probably four hundred and fifty pounds. Him and I get picked to do this comedy contest up in Toronto. 
which is about seven and a half hours away. Right. right? So uh, we uh, decided we're going to take his car. He's got a little PT Cruiser, right? Ooh, sweet wheels. Yeah, yeah. All shoved inside. Two fat guys in a PT Cruiser heading to Toronto to get our comedy dreams crushed by a Canuck, you know? So we go. What a, ch- what a cherry set of wheels those are. As we're driving there, he's telling me, don't tell them you're going to do comedy. They're going to give you a work visa, and then you're going to have to like go through all this paperwork. And I'm like, we're not working. We paid $25 to be part of this thing. We're getting scammed. It's basically a scam. We are just have the privilege of saying, yes, I once did comedy internationally <laughs> by going across the border into Canada. We get all the way up to the uh, the border, right? Yeah. And the border lady, uh, she she swipes both of our licenses. This is the Canadian uh, side, people, yeah, right? right. She swipes both of our licenses, and then she says, "Oh, and David, when was the last time you were arrested?" And then uh, he says, "It was, you know, probably seven years prior to this time that we're in the car." And I'm like, "What? What? what? Like, what's <laughs> what's going on here?" And uh, he she said, "What was that for?" And he goes. Possession of a controlled substance. And I'm like, oh, great, right? Yeah. So they make us pull the car over into the customs thing. They make us go sit inside this office in this, like, it's kind of, it looks like a jail cell room type of thing where you're just kind of sitting there waiting for them to search your car. Right, where there's a handcuff attached to the desk. Two hours. They took everything out of the car. Everything out of the car. (laughs) And I said to him as we're sitting there, can I ask you, what did you do? And he proceeds to tell me that in order to gain muscle, he yeah. ordered steroids from China, and the FedEx guy was not a FedEx guy. He was, in fact, a U.S. Marshal or uh, some kind yeah. of FBI guy that uh, then arrested him after he delivered the package and he accepted the package. Low-level stuff. But sure. on the surface, it's like felony possession of, you know, like, they, like that kind of thing. Low-level stuff, but yeah. yet all your stuff's out of the car at the border. But he's not a convicted felon, but yet because you have that charge on there, the Canadians want to know what you got inside. Sure. So they took everything out of the car. We had to put everything back in there. And I just I remember looking at him and go, dude, Dexatrim is what you need. You don't need steroids. <laughs> You need diet pills. You don't. You're 450 pounds. You need a like a Weight Watcher you know, yeah, you know, you, yeah. you know, food diary. And luckily, he has saved his life, and he has lost like 300 of those pounds. So he's uh, he's doing pretty well for himself. 75 percent of it was testicle. Right. Yeah. Well. Well, that was a different. Uh, remember, yeah, those confusing stories. Well, we had to help him out. Remember, we had to help him out. He had called up here, and we we're like yeah. trying to get him the doctor, to, and he wound up having a successful ball removal surgery. Oh, it's it's a it's it's a heartwarming story yeah see <laughs> now oddly enough yeah. oddly enough most steroids yeah make your testicles shrink it well he, i don't think he ever got to take them he, if he had <laughs> so he would have never had that never testicle. Happened. yeah you know what he still would have just been a fat guy with uh with a giant testicle but not as giant as it could have been that that's like a good would you rather <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be a f- overly fat guy with a giant testicle or a skinny guy with no testicles? Oh boy, you know, uh I'd rather be the skinny guy with like no testicles. I've been both within the last year. <laughs> still fat, still skinny. Yeah, still I'm no sure. testicles. <laughs> <laughs>
It's just not <laughs> happening for me. But there you go. That was my that was my little Canada story. It's a good story. Yet yeah, was it really? Yeah, no, no, it was a good story. Hey, two hours at the border. Pretty good. All I wanted to do was go drink one of these giant oil cans full of beer that I kept hearing so much about in Canada. <laughs> the uh, big big can of uh, uh, Molson. Oh yeah, yeah, Molson ice, something like that. And here we are wasting time at the border because this idiot decided <laughs> uh, steroids might be a good idea. Not. Lowering my calorie intake. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. No, you can't. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be sunny with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Bye. and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, a uh, high of 50 or 45. Uh, it's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let me see, uh, here, hold on just a second. Cause I want to make sure I get this all, uh, right. What do we got uh, coming up this week, by the way? Uh, other than my, th- the fact I'm taking Friday off, um, Scott Zolak will be uh, on the show. With yeah. Us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got, have, you got uh, that. Yeah. Uh, there's a comedian, I believe. I think we got that set up, or maybe that's next week. I don't know. I don't know. Something. You know we got stuff. We, hey, we got uh, it all worked out. I, I just wanted to tell you about the, uh, <clears throat> the deer hunting. Yeah. A successful day of hunting is now helping Massachusetts families facing food insecurity. We talk a lot about food insecurity with the uh, the open pantry and <clears throat> people uh, in need. A pilot program started in 2022, which allowed deer hunters to donate some or all of the deer to Mass Wildlife's Hunter Share the Harvest program, which then used the meat to feed other families. It continued into 2023 and is now growing. With one month of the deer season behind us, hunters have already donated hundreds of pounds of venison. Mmm, delicious. Hey, you don't seem to be insecure anymore about your food. Well, I'm mean, getting fresh deer meat. Who else is getting fresh deer meat? Deer meat is delicious. I, I'm, I'm on it. You give me like a like a like a couple of uh, deer steaks and venison steaks. Mm-hmm. I'm not insecure about that at all. That's equivalent of more than three thousand meals, an increase from fifteen hundred meals donated in 2022. The fact that we already doubled the meals donated last year within two months of deer season remaining is incredible," said Mark Tisa, the Mass Wildlife Director. Hunters in the Wildlife Conservation Community are making a big impact addressing food insecurity in Massachusetts. More than fifteen percent of Massachusetts households do not have access to sufficient food to meet their basic needs. So, the deer hunters are stepping up. I got to tell you, uh, I have seen an extraordinarily high number of deer just in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I have too, and more so than previous seasons. Like today, I was driving down Allen Street, uh-huh. uh, you know, heading to work, and there were two deers uh, you know, standing in someone's yard. Like the week before that, there was I, I I don't think deer are particularly bright animals. I mean they're beautiful and and everything and the you know disease filled, but for the most part they're not all that sharp. I'm driving down Allen Street again. This is like last week, and a deer pops out of nowhere, okay, and decides to play chicken with me. Like he he pretends to run at my car, and then like stops like a couple feet away. Well, he had the headlights on his face, didn't you? No, he ran from the side, from the side of the road, yeah, towards my car, and stopped like he was playing yeah, chicken. But it's the light that gets him. I think he was just trying to uh, intimidate me, like he's being pump like a manipulative jerk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pump out of his chest, like, "Yo, dude, what are you doing here? Where are you from, cuz?" And I'm like, "Hey, listen, I'm just trying to get, 
Yeah, down uh, down Allen Street in East Lawmeadow. Meadow. And you should have put your head out the window and go, looks like the buck stops here. Yeah, no, that's a very good joke. But I, uh, they seem to be out there and a little bit more aggressive because they're, uh, you know, now they've got numbers. Oh yeah, it, never underestimate the power of deer and numbers. They're gonna take over one of these days. Hey, listen, yeah, I'm sure people underestimated apes during Planet of the Apes, the conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, when they when they when they finally took over, like they had enough of, like it was enough is enough. Yeah, we're gonna get Roddy McDowell, and we're gonna get Ricardo Montalban, and we're gonna take this place over, and they did. I'm just thinking about one of these deer getting a hold of one of them 3D printers, start printing up guns. Yeah, right. Then we become the game. It could happen. I will say, and this is just a practical matter, Steve, it is very hard to shoot a gun with hooves. Yeah, but if you got a 3D printer, you can program it to have any kind of holster you want to. I suppose, but I don't know how, how first of all, I don't know how a deer is supposed to get, uh, it's supposed to be a quick draw. I mean, how do you get a hold, like a like a waist holder for antelope? Nothing. You just tie it around the deer. Remember those like those laser shooting dolphins? Yes. Yeah. It'd be like a, it'd be AR fifteen equipped deer, just killer deer walking around trying to take over. See, now you're just being silly. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, dolphins I'm, with lasers. I'm talking about something serious about yeah, you know, like yeah, you know, antelope shooting guns off. I'm talking about something serious too. You don't think there's just a deer out there that would get a hold of a 3D printer? And start printing up his own guns just to get back at the guys that were shooting at him. Somebody killed his mother, for God's sake. Where's the deer going to go? To Best Buy to get himself a 3D printer? Please. No, you can go down to that place down in Enfield there. Uh, What is it? Uh, Uh, PC Richards? PC Richards. Yeah, Yeah, PC Richards got him. Nah, why, why do that when you can get them off Amazon so much cheaper and no shipping costs? Oh, the deer love that. The prime. <laughs> prime. Yeah. Now you're just being ridiculous. Oh, now yeah. I'm being ridiculous. A deer that's going to pay for shipping? Come on. <laughs> do we have something to give away? We yeah. do. Sure. All this week, we're giving away pairs of tickets to the Not-So-Silent Night on December 15th. It's a night filled with uh, nostalgia, great 80s music. 100% of the profits go to a really good cause uh, to the Medic Now Foundation's mission to assist our military community who are overwhelmed with out-of-pocket medical expenses it's actually a really good cause and you can help you can purchase the tickets by visiting medicnowfoundation.org or 10th caller right now wins a pair of tickets to uh, to this event very very cool december 15th uh, 293-1021 good luck to you you're gonna need a medic after that deer gets done with you <laughs> that's a medic i need right now it's 857 at rock 102 <laughs> to springfield's classic rock it's 912 in the cars with Bax and nagel on rock 102 it's gonna be uh well uh i had the weather eventually sunny Right now, it's just like overcast, but 65 for a high today. Tomorrow, 45 for a high. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Remember we were talking earlier about outdated or obsolete technology that you're still using and are perfectly happy with? Yeah. So one of the comments on that thread on Reddit was this guy. A light switch. I just moved into a new house which has smart switches, which I swear to God are the dumbest effing light switches everyone's (laughs) ever thought up of. On, off. That's all I want in a light switch. Maybe a little miniature fader bar on the side if you're into romantic mood lighting. I'm not. These (laughs) effing switches. 
Tap up to turn the lights on. Tap and hold to fade them up. Double tap to turn them on maximum. This is different than turn them on because reasons. Tap down to turn them off. Tap down to fade them down. Double tap to turn them on to a minimum function nobody in the world has ever deliberately used. (laughs) And just to make sure you deeply despise whoever thought these things up, the sensitivity sucks. So often as not, you tap down to turn them off, and the light switch reads that as tap and hold to dim, and your light just decreases by 20%. Then you have to turn around and go back into the hallway because you've already passed it because you should not have to pause at the light switch to effing <laughs> operate it. Go back, double tap up to turn the lights back up maximum. Otherwise, next time you turn it on, it'll helpfully remember that you wanted it at 80%, and then tap down to turn them off again. <laughs> on! effing off that's what a light switch should do it cannot be improved upon my switch should not be trying to interpret my intentions at all (laughs) meanwhile these light switches are all flash a little orange led under them i looked it up in the manual and this means they are not connected to wi-fi i have no intention of changing that because i am never ever going to be driving home in my car and say, hey, Siri, dim the lights to 40% and put on some romantic mood music. Daddy's coming home to slip in the tub with a glass of wine for the final time. (laughs) But there is one light switch in my house that does not flash arms. It shows a solid blue, which means it is connected to Wi-Fi. Who's effing (laughs) Wi-Fi? It's not mine. I never gave it my password. So which one of my neighbors is hosting the online profile of my effing light switch? I'm going to spend hundreds of dollars this winter to replace every smart light switch in the house with a real functional light switch designed by and for actual human beings, and it will be the happiest money I've ever spent. Oh, very yeah, beautiful. That was a, that that was nicely good, done. Nicely yeah, this done. guy just went off on the light switch. Well, he's got, a, he's got a good point. Yeah. You know, what more do you need? On? Off? Everything is uh, pretty much covered. He's absolutely right about that. He's it totally is. Right. Te- technology can be very frustrating. Yeah, and exactly. It's like, you know, well, what do you need that for? You know, it's like it's like it's like, like a thermostat. You set yeah. it at the at the, what you want, and you leave it. I remember watching this 2020 interview years ago with Barbara Walters and and Bill Gates when Bill Gates started to start making the you know first mm-hmm. billion dollars of his company. Yeah. They're like, she said, well, you know, do, do you embrace this technology? And he was talking about how he's he had all the new stuff at the time, and he had this television that would kind of robotically emerge from this cabinet and then would turn on so he could watch the TV while he was laying in bed. Well, he was all upset because he couldn't figure out how to turn that TV off. <laughs> And all of a sudden, Bill Gates, the smartest guy in the world, seems like the dumbest <laughs> regular American idiot like the rest of us. Hey, even Einstein would lose yeah. his keys every now and then. Yeah, and he couldn't turn his own TV off. Well, there you go. Hey, uh, November 19th uh, at 4 o'clock, it's the uh, fourth season by the lake in uh, Stafford Springs featuring uh, Revelations by Chris Cornell tribute band, uh, Sage King and Rotten Apple, which is an Alice in Chains tribute band. Uh, tickets are at will call or at the venue of the day of the show, and uh, we actually have uh, four pack of tickets to a grunge fest that can be yours. Tenth caller right now two nine three one zero two one. Good luck to you. All right, it's nine seventeen. A rock one zero two. It's another digital.